feeling stuck in your career or like you're not realizing your potential? Coaching Chats is the podcast for you. Through informative interviews and practical advice, we will help you assess your skills and interests while providing actionable steps to overcome challenges. Become the best version of yourself with Coaching Chats. It's an absolute pleasure to have Bernard Cates with me today. Bernard is a transformational leadership coach and mentor. Bernard's expertise extends beyond coaching aspiring life coaches and people in executive roles. He is also a dedicated leadership coach, specializing in assisting new leaders who are navigating the challenges of their recent promotions Additionally, Bernard offers masterclasses such as the new and highly regarded Living from the Heart program, which I had the pleasure of completing recently. He wrote his new book, which is called Living from the Heart, which I absolutely enjoyed reading. What sets Bernard apart is his wealth of life experience, which he brings to his coaching practice. He firmly believes in the power of empowerment and advocates for living authentically, demonstrating empathy and non-judgment towards others and continually pursuing personal and professional growth. I met Bernard in the MindFreaks community and he has since become my mentor. It's a privilege to have him join us today and I'm thrilled to share his wisdom and insights with our audience. Without further ado, let's dive into our conversation with the incredible Bernard. Welcome, Bernard, to this new episode of Coaching Chats. Well, thank you, Rakshana. How to follow that introduction? (laughs) You're very welcome. I was speaking from my heart. I would like to start our conversation with your background and what prompted you to become a coach. Would you mind sharing it with our audience? Sure. Well, my story is very long and very varied, so I'll just keep it fairly short. I basically, when I started my working career way back in years, far back in the dim and distant past, um, I began my working life as a radio officer in the Merchant Navy, um, and I traveled the world um, Basically, keeping the ships that I worked on in touch with the outside world, communications was my job. Back in those days, it was all about manual Morse code. And it's not really that long ago, surprisingly enough, but we were still using that. But I did that for a long time. And that gave me a bit of an introduction to getting outside of my comfort zone, getting outside of the the country and the, the culture that I grew up in and meeting lots of different people from different cultures, different backgrounds, different languages all around the world. And and that, I think, was one of the things that started to open my mind and open my eyes to the fact that wherever you go around the world, you meet lots of different people, um, lots of different backgrounds, lots of different cultures, lots of different languages. But when it comes right down to it, the people that you meet are all human beings, just like me, trying to live their lives in the best way that they know how. Um, So that gave me that introduction uh, to that. When I gave up that job, I stopped traveling for a while and I went back to the UK where I lived, where I was born and brought up. And I began working for a small technology company that had just, when I joined them, just turned over its first million pounds in its first year. In our second year, when I was with that business, we turned over 10 million. So that business was taking off like a rocket. It was The company was growing at a phenomenal rate. And we were just starting to export our technology out of the UK um, and into um, North America and Europe at that stage. Um, and very quickly after I joined that company, I found myself working on the export side of the business and specifically doing uh, technical support and training 
for overseas distributors. So once again, I was back to traveling and back to meeting people from different language groups, different, different cultures, different backgrounds in different countries and traveling, usually on my own um, and usually uh, delivering things like technical training sessions or going out to, um, uh, to um, places where the technology had been installed and sorting out problems and things like that. Um, so I had a lot of fun with that. I, I, I could tell a few stories, of course, you know, from my time there, but I do remember one thing that sticks in my mind. I ran a week-long training session in Taipei, in Taiwan, for a group of Chinese engineers um, who did not speak very much English, um, and I don't speak Mandarin Chinese at all, but I drew a lot of pictures on the whiteboard, and we laughed a lot. And by the time I left those guys, they were programming that equipment um, just as though um, they'd been doing it for years. So, you know, communication can happen even if there's not much language in common between you. That was another little lesson um, that I learned. While I was working for that business, um, I actually set up um, a distribution arrangement with a company based in Sydney in Australia. And uh, this was in the early 1990s. And I, I did quite a lot of uh, visits over here to Australia to visit that company. Um, they had branch offices in all of the state capitals around Australia. And so I traveled quite a lot within Australia. And I remember clearly being over here on business um, one time and um, sitting with the, um, uh, the managing director of the company and the, the finance director and we were having a couple of beers, like you do, and just talking about business and life and all of that sort of stuff. And just out of the blue, uh, the managing Tony, the managing director, said to me, he said, we think you need to come and work for us. We need a business development manager. Are you interested? <laughs> well, I thought about it for about five seconds before I said yes. <laughs> and so, so I moved to Australia in the, in the mid-1990s, and I've been here ever since. So that was uh, that, that was kind of a, an interesting uh, experience to just move to the other side of the planet and um, and set up again uh, over here. So you know that that uh, was was, was uh, what set me up um, here in Australia. And I, I did a, about five years working for that company, and, and um, we did some some really good things. But I moved on from that to set up to start my own consulting engineering business which um, I had a lot of fun with for uh, a few years, just running my own business as a, as a, as a consulting engineer. But uh, I had, during that time, um, become a volunteer uh, with the New South Wales State Emergency Service. Well, um, here uh, in Australia, a lot of the emergency services are volunteer-based. I have a, a small paid staff that keep the, the wheels turning, but... When emergencies strike, whether it's bushfires or it's floods or it's severe storms impacting on communities, it's volunteers by and large who step up and do the work. And so I had been a volunteer with that organisation, but an opportunity came up uh, to take a full-time paid position with the New South Wales State Emergency Service. And I, I took that position in um, 2006, and that, that got me into a senior leadership role within that organization. Now, I had been doing a bit of leadership work previously in the, in the various business roles that I'd had, and uh, particularly in my consulting role, uh, but this put me right in the hot seat, um, leading volunteers. You know, leading volunteers is quite different to leading paid employees because you can't give them orders. If they don't like what you tell them, if they don't like you, they can just walk away. So, you know, if you're going to lead them, you've got to do it right. And that was one of the things that really helped me to uh, develop my leadership skills. But in that context, in that business, I got into um, leadership in emergency management. And, and that really means um, leading the emergency services response to some very significant um, natural disaster events. Um, one of them was um, Cyclone Yasi, which impacted on the North Queensland coast in 2011, I think it was. I went up there to, uh, to head up the uh, emergency services response uh, up there in the town of Cardwell in, in the northeast Queensland. I, I have never seen destruction like that before. It was absolute um, total destruction of the town. And 
the community was still trying to live there, still trying to um, to do their best to to live a normal life in the midst of all that wreckage. And meanwhile, we had emergency services teams in town you know, trying to uh, to respond to that and clear it up and uh, restore some idea of normality. So you know that was a real leadership challenge to actually uh, lead not only the troops that I brought with me, but also some of the locals who were there. Uh, they joined in with, with my task force because it was just easier to do it that way. And I ended up leading them. But you also in a context like that, you're leading the local community as well. They're looking to you for, for leadership, for reassurance that, yeah, you, you, things are a mess at the moment, but it is going to get better. And, you know, that's uh, one of those... Um, one of those things that, um, that, that 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 people are looking for. So you know that was really what helped me to develop my uh, my leadership skills. But you know at the same time, emergency service work is fairly. Uh, it, it can take an emotional toll. The the New South Wales State Emergency Service is responsible for road accident rescue in a lot of the state, um, and uh, quite apart from the um, the the, the, uh, the kind of emergency incidents that my people would be involved in in responding to floods and storms and things like that. We're also responding to some fairly traumatic stuff in terms of road accidents and industrial accidents and stuff like that. So um, I did quite a bit of training there in uh, first responder stuff, responding to that kind of incident, and particularly psychological first aid, at, um, helping people to, to debrief after an incident like that, after an ex exposure to an incident like that. The idea being to try and head off the worst impacts of post-traumatic stress disorder if you can. So, you know, I had a fair bit of training with that. Um, and that um, was, uh, was was just a part of what um, what my job was about, uh, just looking after people, um, leading people, communication, thinking about um, how to get the best out of people, uh, whether they were paid staff or volunteers. Um, so, you know, that's leadership. But what I discovered was that I spent probably half of my time, at least half of my time, coaching people. I didn't know that that's what it was at the time, but it is. That's exactly what it's about. It's about coaching people so as to try and get the best out of them. Um, and um, so when uh, in 2018, there was some um, organisational restructuring going on um, and I kind of looked at the options and I thought, well, I've been in this organisation for a long time now. I've gone about as far within the organisation as I'm likely to go. I'm going to quit. I'm going to get out and I'm going to change direction again. <laughs> so I changed direction. And what I did was I switched um, into coaching specifically, but particularly with an interest in leadership. So helping those sorts, those, those people who find themselves in leadership roles without any preparation um, for uh, taking that sort of role on. And it happens all the time. People get promoted into leadership positions because they're good at the technical aspects of the job that they do. And they get put into leadership without any preparation, without any coaching, without any guidance, and they get expected to lead usually a small team of people, usually. Sometimes it's more, but they find themselves often out of their depth. And I thought, that has happened to me a few times in my career, and it's a fairly uncomfortable place to be. But workplaces these days uh, you know, can get, quite nasty places to be and it can be quite uncomfortable and quite unpleasant and if you analyze why that is often it comes down to the leadership the leadership is just not up to the job so I thought, well maybe you know there's something i can do about that if i can help people to understand what it means to be a leader and what's what it what, what's what's involved in leading people um, then I can perhaps do something to uh, to, to to offset that problem and, and to actually um, help uh, not just the leaders themselves, but also the people that they lead um, to do it better and to actually, um, through that, have a much better experience of, of going to work and, uh, and, and doing the jobs that they do. So that's what got me into that. In amongst all of that, through... Um, studying and learning about life coaching and what that was about, I, I encountered Kane Ramsey 
well, if you've been around coaching at all in the last few years, you know who Kane is. Well, Kane has been doing um, a lot of training stuff, um, starting off with the videos that he's recorded and put out through Udemy. But then uh, he started his own Facebook group, which is where I, I encountered him. And after that, he um, he started Ecology, the Academy of Modern Applied Psychology, which, um, of course, I got involved in. And I did quite a lot of Kane's courses. And before very long, I ended up as managing director of the Academy of Modern Applied Psychology, um, running the business side of the operations while Kane was taking care of the, uh, the, the, the training side. And uh, that was an interesting experience. Um, bringing uh, myself and uh, and Debbie Schautmann, who is a friend of mine, lives in Germany, and the pair of us running that company, trying to get it sorted out, get it on a good financial and legal footing to uh, to make sure that it could support the uh, the work that Kane was doing um, through the uh, the online ecology community. So through that, I've met quite a number of people um, um, in the coaching field, and um, I've moved on from ecology. Now, I'm out there doing my own thing pretty much these days, uh, but also you know, a member of the, the Mind Freaks community, which is where you and I met, um, and also quite a number of other people that, uh, that I know uh, around the place that we've got to, uh, we've got to know and, and, and become friends with over the, over the last few years. So in a nutshell, that's, that's my story. That's the short version. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's very very interesting. Thank you for sharing, Bernard. I found myself thinking one when I was uh, listening to your story that I've met you so many times virtually, but this is actually the first time I have heard your background. I know you originally from England and you lives uh, and you live in Australia, but I. Actually, I didn't know how you got there. So it was really interesting to know, even for me. <laughs> I was always curious, like, how did he find himself in Australia uh, so far away? And, yeah, so thank you for sharing your um, work experience and experience generally with leadership and how you got into how you transitioned through doing your work um, into leadership and coaching people. And yes, I did myself um, a few courses by Ken Ramsey, which I really enjoyed. I think part of, I would say that I can definitely say that Ken's doing, after I have completed Ken's courses, I, I told myself I really want to be a life coach because they were, I think they were life changing for me as well. And yes, I'm a part of ecology community as well and, uh, and a part of Mind Freaks community as well. Thank you for sharing it with us. I was just wondering if we uh, just come back to the main thing of, um, of this episode about how we as coaches empower clients to transform their lives and reach their full potential and create this, uh, this lasting change. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think there's a bit of a misconception there that if someone comes to me for coaching, that I am in some way going to transform their life. That, that actually is not what happens. If I transform anything about a person, it will be uh, in terms of transforming the way they think about themselves and about their life and about the world and their place in it. The work of transforming somebody's life so that they can live the best possible life and achieve some sort of fulfillment in, in their life, all of that work is done by the individual, not by the coach. As, when I'm coaching somebody, I'm guiding them, I'm pointing the way, but the work, the hard work, is done by the person themselves. Um, and so, you know, when I start working with somebody, that's the first question I ask them is the first thing I'm looking for is how badly do you want change in your life? How much do you want to transform your life? Because if the answer is you don't really, really, really want to, then we're not going to get anywhere and I'm probably not going to work with you. But if you come to me and you say, I've had it with my life as it currently is, it has to change and it has to change now and I'm absolutely determined to make that happen, I'm going to say, right, oh, come on down and I will work with you and we'll see what will happen. But chances are, if you really are determined to change, then you will. 
No, it's true. It's really true. And I think uh, a lot of people have this, uh, I don't know, maybe misconception that if they work with a coach, they can transform their lives or they can fix them. And we as coaches, so we, don't, we don't fix people. We don't give people advice. And it's just up to a client, I would call it a client, a person to take responsibility for his or her own life to actually make this change. That's exactly right. You know, the the problem that I often find is that um, when people come for coaching, they may be really, really looking for a change, really looking to uh, to, uh, to change their life, but somewhere in there, they're not absolutely sure that they could do that. They're not absolutely convinced that there is something more or that they could have it. And so one of the first things we're, we have to overcome is that element of doubt. We say, you know, if you really want to change your life, then uh, yes, you can do it. Um, yes, you do have what it takes. And yes, there is a better alternative out there for you. What I'm going to do as your coach is I'm going to point you in the right direction. I'm going to ask you a few questions and I'm going to help you to dig inside of yourself for the answers that you already have in there somewhere. You see, when someone comes for coaching, they don't just bring their questions and their problems. They also bring their answers and their solutions. And it's the coach's job to help them to find those things within themselves. It's not up to the coach to give them those answers and those solutions. I don't have those things. I don't have your answers and your solutions because I'm not the expert in your life. That's you. You are. And so I'm just going to help you to dig inside and to find those things. No, it's true. I think coaching is a very educational process as well and for for the client as well to get into that insight and see what options are available if a client faces challenges and problems. I think this is um, a great thing about coaching, that coaching gives that, how shall I say, uh, it, it, it just shows a person that it's the right choices in life and that can be made and can be improved rather than, you know, some people ha- might have this maybe rigid mindset, you know, when you're stuck in, in this negative self-talk and they don't see any any solutions. And therefore, then they're not taking any actions. And as you said, with with the coaching, we we ask the right questions. And a person will, by asking the right question, the person will find a way or solutions to his or her problems. Oh, definitely. Yes. And, you know, the the big problem that that a lot of people have, uh, probably most people, is that they don't really know who they actually are. If you don't know who you are, you can't possibly figure out what you want and what you need in your life um, to have an idea of, of, of you know, some fulfillment in your life, some peace and some meaning in your life. So we always start there. We always, always start with that first question, which is basically, who are you? And I don't mean what's your name or where do you live what do you do for a living, who are you related to, all of those sorts of things that most people will start talking about if you just ask them that question. What I mean is, who are you in your heart? Who are you in terms of your personal values? What is it that motivates you? What makes you angry? What makes you weep? You know, what, what do you see in the world that you look at and say, that has got to change? Those are the sorts of questions that we need to explore to figure out who you really are. And once we've got the answer to that, then you can figure out what it is that you need to be and to do and to have in your life in order to feel that there is some sort of meaning and purpose to your life. And through that, you start to move towards getting those things, being those things, doing those things. And through that, you start to find some fulfillment in your life. You start to find a bit of peace. You start to find a bit of purpose And that's really what we're about when we're coaching somebody. When we're talking about transforming their life, what we're talking about is getting them to the place where they feel that there is some real purpose in what they're doing and and in who they are. Um, So that um, that is one of those things that is really 
transformational. Because a lot of people, I think, in the world today feel purposeless, meaningless. Uh, and that's why they feel unhappy. It's why they feel stuck. So if we can actually help to change that and to actually give them a different way to look at things, that's what makes the biggest difference to them. Definitely. Definitely. It, I think it never ceases to amaze me how um, how many people actually don't know who they are and no matter what what age they are. They can be adult people and they don't know they don't know who they are they have been living their life on autopilot um without a purpose as you said not questioning things why they do what they do and uh, yes that's why a lot of people live their life with regrets sometimes well if they look back and have this self-reflection on their life and that's probably why sometimes they feel disheartened as well uh, or dissatisfied in their lives. Um, yeah, indeed they, they they do, and you know that's what often brings brings somebody for coaching when they've woken up to themselves a little bit and they start to look at their life and they say to themselves, "Is this it? There must be more to life than this. There must be more to me than this." Well, the answer to that, of course, is yeah, there is, <laughs> there is. Mm -hmm. But you know, if you've never had any guidance in, in, in looking into these things and exploring what possible answers there might be, you just feel stuck at that point. You think, you know, life sucks. You know, I'm not happy. I don't like what I'm doing, uh, you know, but, but, but I, I see no other way. I don't see how it could be different. Well, that's where a coach will come in and ask you some questions so that you do start to see how it could be different what could be better you know what what what's the alternative to living your life as you currently are living it and obviously it's not working for you so let's let's explore some options let's look at what would work better for you you know that's that's where we go with 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 the coaching conversation definitely and this is where we can i suppose see ourselves as facilitators of change provided the, the client or slash person takes action and 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 does this change himself or himself yeah. as well yeah exactly right they got there's a couple of things that, that that most people are not particularly good at that they're going to have to get good at once they start on their journey of personal transformation the first one of those is thinking we're not taught to think we're taught to just behave you know do as we're told Follow instructions. Follow what everybody else tells you you should be doing. Well, should is the least helpful word in the English language. You know, it's not about should. But, you know, if we're full of fear of other people's opinions, um, then we get stuck quite often in doing what we think everybody else thinks we should do. And, you know, that's not going to lead us to a, a place of fulfillment, or probably not. Most, most unlikely that it will. Mostly, it will just keep us stuck in the status quo. And, you know, that we've just said is not where we want to be, you know, because we've been looking at that and thinking to ourselves, there must be more to life than this. You know, I'm not happy sitting here doing what I'm doing, you know, chasing the next shiny thing and working all the hours there are so that I can earn lots of money so that I can buy more stuff. Is that it? You know, is that what life's about? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> No. <clears throat> yes, it's very rarely um, brings fulfillment in life. Just makes you happy, probably for five minutes, and then that's it. And then you come back <laughs> to the job you absolutely hate. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. that, that's true. You know, people do slave away in a job that they don't particularly like because it pays the bills. But you know, they think they're chasing happiness. Well. What is the point of chasing happiness when happiness is just a fleeting emotion? It's a reaction to a situation that you find yourself in. And so if you do happen to find yourself happy in a particular moment, it's not going to last very long before it's gone and you're slaving away again, chasing it some more. It's a lot like chasing a rainbow in the hope of finding a pot of gold at the end of it. You know, that's not really going to get you anywhere. So we, 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 we don't 
in the coaching uh, uh, way of doing things, we don't chase happiness. We're not looking for that. What we're looking for is a sense of meaning and purpose in our life. And through that, we can get to a place of fulfillment. And somebody who reaches that stage of their life, if you ask them, they'd probably tell you that they feel happy. But happiness isn't what they were chasing. They got that as a byproduct. And so, you know, that's really uh, something else you know, that, that, that often we, we, we have these misconceptions about life. And that's, that's one of them, you know. We need to strive to be happy. No, we don't. We need to strive to be fulfilled and have some meaning in our life. And through that, most of the time, we'll probably find that we're happy. Mm, that's, that's very true. And uh, it's interesting you mentioned happiness versus fulfillment and you you've you've have it in your book as well i think there is a section somewhere in the end where you talk about it i'm just changing slightly the topic and i would like to talk about your book and for our listeners i had as i said at the beginning of this episode i had a pleasure of uh, reading new bernard's book living from the heart and yes i really I really enjoyed it. I loved how practical, actionable, and very valuable the book was for me. It was just no fluff to the point. It it literally captivates your it captivates you from the first page because it was just it's just so practical. And I think it's such a good book for uh, like for everyone, I think, uh, who likes personal development, who who want who wants to grow as well as aspiring life coaches or well-established life coaches. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I also picked up very interesting acronyms from your book, which I have never heard before. Like, for example, which means a fear of um, other people's opinion. I love that. Uh, There is another uh, one, uh, FUD, which stands for Fear, Uncertainty and Doubt. And actually, talking about FOPO in your book, you you are saying that FOPO is a major driver of unhappiness in the world today. And yeah, and a coach can help you to free yourself from it. <laughs> well, exactly right. You know, the, 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 the issue there, fear of other people's opinions really stems from a bit of insecurity. It stems from thinking that everyone else knows better than you do uh, about, you know, what you need to be to do to have in your life. And so, you know, other people express their opinions and you think, oh, I'd better do that. I'd better have that. I'd better chase that thing because that person says that it's, 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 it's right for me. That's not likely to get you to a place where you feel satisfied with your life. You know, you need to figure out what it is that you want to be and to do and to have. Not what everyone else thinks. It's what you feel that you need and want to, to have, to want to be and to do in your life. And once you start moving towards that, well, other people around you are still going to have their opinions, but they don't lead you uh, to strive for what they think because you're too busy striving for what you want. You know, it's your journey, not theirs. And so that's likely to achieve a much better outcome for you. But, you know, um, fear of other people's opinions applies not just to the people closest to us. It applies to everything that goes on in the world around us Um, and particularly things like um, the advertising on television which a lot of us are exposed to a lot of the time you watch that what it's saying to you is buy more stuff you gotta have more stuff because if you don't have more stuff then you can't possibly be happy not only that but you're a loser buy more stuff so what do you do you go to work into a job that you probably don't like. You work all the hours there are so that you can earn lots of money so that you can buy more stuff. Does it make you happy? Does it make you feel fulfilled? Does it make you feel that there's some purpose or meaning in your life? Quite the opposite. So that's the sort of thing that fear of other people's opinions can drive us to in the extreme. And if we don't wake up to ourselves and if we don't think for ourselves about what we want, to be, to have, and to do in our life, then that's the fate that awaits us. And so many people in the world today are driven by that stuff. It's tragic. It really is. And, you know, that's the sort of difference that a coach can make in someone's life. Just waking them up to the sense of that and to actually say, what do you want? 
Not what does everybody else around you think you want? Not what does the world around you point you towards and push you towards? What do you want? Let's answer that. And let's get you to go for that rather than all those other things that, that, that you should want. Ha, should. Should is the least helpful word in the English language. No, you... This is this is so true, and a lot, there are lots of people who keep up with the Joneses, as we say, and uh, live uh, their life by default. I believe that's a uh, that's the uh, expression I took from your book. You know, yeah, living by default. Yeah, and, that's right. I mean, if you're not thinking about your life, if you're not thinking about where you want to go with it, then you are living by default. You're you're on autopilot. You're just reacting to uh, the influences that are around you without considering them, without thinking them through. So living by default is where we often start from. It's where somebody comes to me for coaching. That's where they are, probably. They're, they're living by default and they've realized that it's not working for them, but they haven't yet figured out how to make it different. So that's where we start on the coaching journey. Yes, I remember in your book you you, you have this a very uh, interesting framework that you laid out and which you already mentioned today, starting with three just three simple but at the same time the hardest questions of our life: Who are you? What do you want? And how you're going to get there? Um, and they are very very powerful, I have to say, because I did my homework as well when we work together when I was a student during the program. And uh, yeah, it, it really made me think again, uh, going back and look at myself and do, you know, to do this self-exploration. It was such a good self-exploration exercise, making sure I'm on the right path in my life right now. Am I moving in the right direction? Because I think one of my biggest fear in life is to live my life with regrets. So <laughs> I'm currently... Trying to take, I don't know, maybe massive action, maybe just action, just to um, making sure what I'm doing aligned with my values, uh, with my purpose in life, uh, with my beliefs as well. And uh, yes, I actually would like to talk about uh, interesting five, uh, was it five? Yeah, five uh, increasingly positive steps in the development of a new mindset which you call it uh, the heart mindset trajectory. I, I just I found it eye-opening for me personally because I thought if I understand it, I understand where people are currently are in life, whether I as a coach can help them. Can you talk through about the heart mindset trajectory? Is it some, is it, is that correct name? I think I... Yeah, that's, the, yeah, that's basically um, how we go about transforming somebody's mindset, the way they think about themselves and about the world and their place in it, and, and how we actually transform their mindset, transform their thinking so as to empower them uh, to live their best, their best life. And, you know, as I said at the start, you know, we're guiding people through this. But they're doing the work on it themselves. But there's, there's, there's a few questions that we need to ask and a few ideas that we need to get them to think about. But if you think about the the mindset trajectory, it, it, it's, it's an acronym, H-E-A-R-T, HEART. H is the first of the steps along that mindset. And that's the one we've just been talking about where, where someone is living by default. H stands for helpless. Helpless, hopeless, hapless. They're stuck. They don't know that they could be doing better in their life. They're unhappy and they don't know why. They're just seeing that um, life is not serving them. It's, it's not taking them where they want it to go. It's, it's just there and they don't know why and they feel miserable about it. That's the first stage, H. The next step up from that is E, engaged, excited, uh, inquiring, asking questions. Once somebody gets to that stage, They've started to wake up to themselves and they realize that there actually could be more to life than this and possibly might be there might be an opportunity for them to actually start to move towards uh, getting that, whatever it is. That's where a coach can step in and help, uh, to help them to answer those questions, to figure out what it is that they want. 
um, to be, to do, to have, so that they can transform their life and start to feel that there's some meaning and purpose in it all. That's the E stage engaged. The next one is A, the A level, is where we start to um, ask more questions. We start to look into uh, answering life's hardest questions, numbers one, two, and three. Life's hardest question number one is that simple one, who are you? And I don't mean what's your name. You know, where do you live? All that stuff. I mean, who are you in your heart? Well, tell me about your personal values. Tell me about what you believe about yourself and about the world and your place in it. Tell me about your strengths and weaknesses. Tell me about your hopes, your fears, your dreams, all of that stuff. You know, we're going deep here. There's nothing on the surface here. We're going deep because if you don't, then you don't get the kind of um, level of answers that you need in order to really transform your life and start to bring you, you know, the stuff that you really want in your life. So that's life's hardest question number one, who are you? Life's hardest question number two is what do you want? But actually what that question means is who or what were you born to be? Hmm. We're talking about life purpose here. And that, once you can answer that one, is really transformational. What we're asking is, okay, so now you know who you are. What does that person need to be to do and to have in their life in order to become authentically who they are in every aspect of their life? So how are we going to transform you? What does a transformed you look like? Well, a transformed you looks like the real you, not the you that plays a role in the world. The person that you are today is an actor playing a role. Let's get rid of that and let's transform you into you. So the third question is, how can you get that? And that is basically saying, how can we get you from where you are today to living that authentic, transformed life? How can we get you from an actor playing a role to the real, authentic person? How do we do that? Those are the questions that we're going to ask. And I, as the coach, am not going to answer those questions. (laughs) <laughs> you are going to answer those questions and I'm going to guide you. See, I don't know the answer to your questions. I don't know. I'm a coach. I'm not the expert on your life. You're the expert on your life. I don't know what your answers are, but I do know how to help you to find those answers. And that's what I do as a coach. So at that stage, you know, we're, we're answering those three questions. Where we're at there in the state of our life, that we call living by design because we've now decided what we want to be, to do, to have, and we've started to come up with a plan for getting that, and we've started to execute that plan, we've started to move towards it. So living by design at that stage, it's hard work. You've got to focus on it. You've got to keep thinking about it. You've got to work at staying on track with it. But, you know, as you move up the, the mindset trajectory, the next level we reach is the R level. R stands for responsible, which is to say you are taking responsibility for your own life and for your own destiny. You've, un- you've understood that it's nobody else's responsibility for you to achieve fulfillment in your life. Nobody else's but yours. Other people can help you. Other people can sometimes get in your way. But achieving success and reaching that point is up to you, you and only you. So once you've accepted that, you're ready to really go out into the world and go for it. So that point is probably the point where the coaching process will end. So you've got a plan. You know how you're going to, uh, you know what you want, you know how you're going to get it, and you're off out there doing it. There is one more level in the, uh, the mindset trajectory, which is to say the T level. T is for transformed, which is where you get to where you're living fully authentically all the time and without having to expend too much effort to stay there. So you've been through the whole process of figuring out what it was that you wanted, how you were going to get there. You've done the work to transform your mindset and through that to transform your life, to get yourself to that place. You find yourself there and you start to feel fulfilled in your life. You 
start to feel satisfied with your life. You feel a degree of peace because of that. You're not stressed anymore. You're not constantly struggling with other people's opinions of you and what they think of you and not being overly influenced by those things. When you reach that stage, we say that you're living from the heart because what you put out into the world, what you project into the world, the person that you are in the world is authentically the person that you are in your heart. And so somebody watching you, an independent observer looking at how you live your life could probably tell you what your values are because that's what you put out into the world every day in your interactions with other people, in the choices that you make, the things that you say and do. So that's where we want to end up, coming from right at the start where we were helpless, hopeless, hapless, miserable with our life, you know, not knowing what life was all about, feeling that there's no meaning and purpose to it, going through the levels of that uh, mindset transformation to the end of it where we feel transformed um, and we feel authentic. We are authentic. That's really what, what we're talking about here. We're not talking about material wealth. We're not talking about increasing social status or any of those things. We're talking about just having you live your life in full alignment with who you truly are in your heart. That is the transformation that we're talking about. Yes, I think that's, that answers the question. Uh, this, uh, this answers the question of our main theme, the, the main thing of this episode, uh, to live uh, an authentic life. Again, as you said, live your life aligned with your values uh, and principles and be real don't have this facade and it's so refreshing to live life this way it's it's i think some people who 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 do this exercise who go through this exercise genuinely in life they feel they are at peace for them for themselves um definitely this is a very powerful exercise and i i advise everyone to go through it uh, it's in uh, bernard's book or you can work with him as well i'm sure he can help you on, on your journey and um, and as well one thing that came to mind that sometimes people who come to co to life coaching are people as well who want to feel better rather than just becoming better maybe because they don't know they can become better and we as coaches we don't it, it's just not our job to provide any quick fixes because there is no quick fix you need to go you need to embark on this journey to become better this is what we can help our clients with yeah exactly but you know th there is one thing that um, if, if somebody comes because they've, they, they've they they're not happy in their life they feel stuck and they they're unhappy yeah we we're not going to fix that overnight they're not going to fix that overnight uh, it's a it's a it's a long process perhaps to actually work through uh, getting to the point of feeling transformed in your life but one of the things that will have an immediate impact is feeling that you're in charge. You're actually back in control of your life. So you don't actually have had to work all the way through the whole process right to the very end to start to feel better about things. All you have to feel is that you're moving. You've made some decisions. You're in the driving seat now. You know where you're going. You haven't got there yet, but you know where you're going. You know what you've got to do step by step to get to that point. You feel like you're in the driving seat of your own life. And that is enough. That's enough to actually make you feel better pretty much straight away. And so if you need some sort of motivation to keep you on track, then just think about that. You know, I've taken control of my life. Well, <laughs> that's, that's fantastic, isn't it? No, I'm not now being pushed around by everybody else. I'm not governed by that fear of other people's opinions. Should is a thing of the past. You know, I don't have to be governed by that or driven by that. I'm in charge. Just, just that, just that. I'm making my own decisions. The actions that I take, I'm taking because I chose to do that. Oh, what a relief. So, you know, just thinking about, the, the, the journey towards transformation is transformational in itself.
Yes. How about that? That's a that's a reason to get into coaching, isn't it? No, it's true. It's true. What I'm I'm wondering, what's in your opinion the main uh, obstacle in uh, with people who want to make a change but can't? And I've seen it so often. You know, there are people who um, have immersed 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 themselves in into personal development about the feelings, the way they feel. Um, they are very self-aware of themselves. Uh, they have very good mindset as well, but there is no progress in their life. There is no change. What do you think? What, what What's the problem here with them? <laughs> the only thing I can see that's actually stopped people from making progress is belief in themselves. It's what you believe about yourself and about the world and your place in it. If you're not careful about that, that can stop you. It can stop you if you believe uh, somewhere deep down inside that I'm not good enough or for some other reason, you know, you can't do this. You cannot have what you want to be, to have, to do in your life. For some reason, you believe you can't have it. Well, you know what? You're right. Henry Ford, it was, who said that. Whether you believe you can or you believe you cannot, you're right. It's all about belief. And so one of the things that we focused on fairly early in the piece is that self-belief. If you put your mind to it, you can. Does that mean that you're going to be the next Bill Gates? Or does that mean that you know you, you, you're, you're in some way headed for immense wealth and social influence, social status? Not necessarily. But, you know, if you ask yourself, what do I really want in my life? Do I want to be the next Bill Gates? The answer to that is probably no for most of us. So, you know, why set your sights on that? Figure out what it is that you do want. It's not necessarily, it's not about what you want exactly. It's more about what you need, you know, in order to be the most authentic version of yourself. That's it. Let's figure that out. Let's set your sights on that. That's what you're going for. If you believe that you could have that, that you could be that, then you will. You know, and that's not an exaggeration. That is the truth that I can tell you from every single person that I've worked with who got that kind of clarity. That's what I want to be. That's what I want to have. That's what I want to do. And sure enough, they do. They do. Except, except, except for the ones who see that and start to move towards it. And as they move towards it, they discover something even better. Mm -hmm. And what happens then? They get that. <laughs> I get that. The, 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 the real key here is firstly belief and secondly movement. You believe you can, so you start to move. And as you start to move, wonderful things start to happen. That has been my experience, just observing people, helping people to see what they wanted and starting to, to get to, 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 to move towards it. That's the way it works. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that's true. You you did mention. Thank you for your insight, Bernard. Actually, really, that that was really interesting, and I, I I do agree. Just to finish on that, I think what really stops people to move forward is, as you mentioned, these limiting beliefs and not being able not being able to believe in themselves that they actually can do it, and that's why they never take action. <laughs> uh, most of them. So yes, I was going to ask as well about, I remember during our interactions with you, you shared with me, uh, you know, a lot of uh, success stories, the people you worked with, obviously it's all very confidential. It's just for, it was for education, uh, education, educational purposes only, because I was a Bernard student. And would you mind sharing uh, with our audience, uh, perhaps client or clients you have had? Sure. I'll, I'll, I'll tell a, uh, at least one story anyway. And we like stories, don't we? But I'll, I'll tell you a story um, about a young fellow. Um, let, let's call him Jack. Jack was actually a member of my team. He worked for me when I uh, it was in one of my leadership roles. And when I when I took up the job, uh, Jack wasn't there. He was on secondment to another department. So. I thought this is a bit strange because, you know, the job that uh, that he's supposed to be doing is a very important one and I need somebody in that role doing that job. So I called him back 
um, and I, I got him back into his role. And he, he actually seemed quite unhappy about that. And he was one of these people, he, he didn't like being at work. He looked like he didn't want to be there. He looked quite unhappy when he was at work and he brought everybody else down as well because you know, he was grumpy and most days and you know, unhappy and didn't want to be there. And so everybody else around him kind of was affected by that. So I took him aside and I said, Jack, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, <laughs> what, what, what's, what's, what's going on? And he said, oh, well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You know. He didn't know. He really, he really did not know uh, what the problem was. So he asked me again if he could go back on secondment to that other department, and I said no. Uh, I said no, you can't. I, I need you here doing this job. Your your options are, you know, if you really want to be working for that other department, then apply for a job with them and, and move, go over there full time. If you want to stay here with this job, then I need you here doing the job. Well, he thought about it for a little while and he actually resigned he left he quit he moved on uh, which lent me uh, gave me the ability to recruit someone for that position who actually wanted to be there to actually do that work and to do that job and do it well well a year or two later i was chairing an interview panel and i interviewed jack for another job within the same organization and we went through the interview process and he didn't he didn't get the job um, but at the end of the process, I offered him feedback. I said, you know, come in and let's have a conversation and I'll tell you why you didn't get this job and maybe that will help you to decide what you want to do in the future. So he came in and we went through what could only be described as a coaching conversation. And it transpired from that conversation that Jack did not want to be working for that organisation. In fact, he didn't want to be in that industry at all. It's just that he'd never asked himself the question, what do I want? So when we got him to focus on that and figure out what it was that he really wanted to be doing um, with his life, he realized that all his career up to that point, and we're talking about 15 years, he'd been barking up the wrong tree. He'd been working in a job that didn't suit him. And so for most of that time, he'd been unhappy. Once he figured out what he wanted and he switched direction and he moved to an industry that suited him, that he really wanted to be in, the sky's the limit. He's happy. He's leading a team now. He's a manager in his own right. He's kicking goals. He's having a wonderful life. And he's actually earning reasonable money as well. And once he stopped focusing on just earning money and started focusing on what he actually wanted to be doing, the money came. It was a side effect, <laughs> not the main thing. So, you know, from that point of view, focusing somebody on answering those questions, you know, who are you, what do you want, how can you get it, really does have huge impacts on um, how they live their life and on, on what they do for a living and, and the, the satisfaction that they get out of their life. So, you know, that was that was one thing where, coaching came into it but you know that was quite a few years ago now and if you'd asked me what are you doing the word coaching would not have occurred to me <laughs> but that is, that's, that's what I was doing so that was one of the things thinking back that actually guided me into uh, starting into a, a coaching career once I, uh, I finished up with the emergency services. Wow what a fascinating story how you actually helped a person to find his passion and uh, what he really enjoyed doing because i know if you if you stay in a job that you don't enjoy doing you can't even be you can't be good at what you're doing and everyone is around you <laughs> feels this way as well well they do and you know how many people do you see if you're going into the city on the train you know you see a lot of people going to work how many of them look like they actually want to be there no, <laughs> you know, no. It's fairly rare, isn't it? <laughs> very rarely. Yeah, they all look very sad and uh, like they don't want to. Yeah, they're like, oh, right. I'm going somewhere. But if you think about that, though, if if you've got those people, some of those people, why are you doing what you're doing? If they could actually answer that question, possibly some of them would say, well, I'm going to stop doing it. I'm going to do something else. I'll go somewhere else and do something else. 
Others might say, well, I'm doing this because I actually love this work. I really enjoy what I'm doing. You know? And so in terms of what they do, you wouldn't change a single thing. But what would be cha- what would be changed radically would would be how they think about it. So instead of sitting on the train looking miserable, they'd be sitting on the train thinking about, well, you know, I'm heading off to work. I've got these things to do. I've got these projects on. I'm going to talk to these people about this. They'd be excited and engaged in what they're doing. And they might even catch your eye and smile at you, you know. So, you know, that would lead to a better world, wouldn't it? So, so there, are, there are huge benefits to everybody, really, from, from, from figuring this stuff out. And that's where coaches come in. We can help people to do that. No, it's definitely, you You definitely transformed Jack's life uh, for the better. You you uh, you brought the best out of him, which, he, you know, it's, it's so interesting. Right. Well, yeah, there, there, there's exactly what we, were, what we started talking about right at the beginning. You know, I didn't transform him at all. He did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Once he figured out what he wanted, that's how. That's what it took. So, what did I do? I asked him a couple of questions. If you like, I forced him to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might be cruel and unusual punishment, but that's what I did to him, and you know that was the result. He transformed his life. Fantastic. Yes, that that's so true. He did the job, and um, he that, did. That's that's very admiring because a lot of people as well uh, they understand, but they're not again executing. No, that's that's a, such a such a great story. Thank you for sharing, Bernard. We are going to wrap up our episode soon, and I have one more question. I thought it, this question might be uh, might be interesting for our audience. Uh, obviously, we as life coaches, we're not gurus from social media. We we're not giving people quick fix, quick fixes. And I was wondering if you, Bernard, have any uh, tips, tips maybe advice. I don't know for people who are currently feeling stuck in life, uh, like they feel like they can't move forward. They have no clarity. Yeah, feeling stuck. What would you say? Like, Mm. Okay, well, the first thing I would say about that is that if you have got to that point in your life where you're feeling stuck and you're feeling unhappy um, and you're asking yourself, is this it? And if you're saying to yourself, there must be more to life than this, there must be more to me than this, well, the answer is that there is. There is. And if you really want to find out what that is, you can and if you really want to transform your life, to move yourself to a place where you feel like there is some meaning and purpose in your life, you can. Everybody can. There's always something you can do, no matter what your circumstances. Does that mean that you can suddenly overnight become extremely wealthy? No. Does that mean that you can suddenly overnight um, become immensely influential? have some enormous status in, in, in society? No, of course not. But you can almost immediately start to move towards a better, a more authentic way of living your life. Yes, you can. Barack Obama said that and he was right. Yes, you can. So if you find yourself at that stage of your life where you're stuck, you're unhappy, you don't know where you're going, you don't know what you're doing, you can change that. You can change that. doesn't matter who you are, what your circumstances are, you can change that. So the answer to that one, how do you do that? Go find yourself a coach. Go and find yourself a coach who can ask you the right questions so that you can find the answers that you already have somewhere there within yourself that's what i would say don't give up don't give up no definitely that's again believe in yourself and uh, do something about it definitely just don't leave it like that and uh, coaches definitely can help this is what we are actually here for and uh, yes i just want to say thank you so much bernard for your time i really uh so I was going to say on this note, I'm going to conclude our conversation. But before I do so, I would like to ask you, how can our audience connect with you? The best way to connect with me is through my website, 
uh, which is at bernardcates.com. Um, through there, you can find a bit more about me. You can see some of the things that, uh, that we're talking about today. Uh, I've got a bit more information on that up there on the website. There's also uh, a page where you can uh, book an appointment with me if you'd like to have a chat to me uh, about um, how I could um, perhaps assist you with, uh, with your own uh, journey through life. So you'll find all that on my website at bernardcates.com. There's also a page there. We've been talking about the uh, the book, um, Living from the Heart. That's available through the website as well. So if you want to have a look at that, um, it's available on the uh, uh, on the website there. So that's, uh, that's probably the easiest way. Uh, do you use any social media, Bernard? No, I don't at this stage. No, I don't have a Facebook page or any of that. I find that social media is a fantastic time waster. And so I tend not to engage too much with it. Yes, I agree with that. <laughs> yes, on this note, I think we're going to finish our conversation again. Thank you so much, Bernard, for our interesting discussion. I really enjoyed it. It was interesting and insightful, as always, talking to you. Thank you for being on my show. Thanks very much, Rukshana. It's been a pleasure. Become the best version of yourself with Coaching Chats.